Some people just have a darn bad attitude, right? And uh, with a bad attitude, you can't go anywhere in life. You got to let that go and have a, an attitude of gratitude. Amen. Your attitude determines your altitude. Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Let's learn to be praisers and full of thanksgiving. Today's message is titled Garment of Praise, perfect for this time of the year being Thanksgiving around the corner. You can watch us live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Well, Thanksgiving is a great tradition in America, isn't it? This upcoming week, we will celebrate our Thanksgiving holiday on the 24th of November. The first Thanksgiving was held in autumn of 1621 at Plymouth Plantation in Massachusetts. Isn't that cool? The feast lasted for several days and the tradition was repeated at harvest time in the following years. And the Indians showed up and uh, rejoiced and celebrated uh, on the meal of Thanksgiving. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln made Thanksgiving Day an official holiday. Thanksgiving could be perhaps my favorite holiday. And for this reason, there's no materialistic emphasis around the holiday. And secondly, fall is in full swing. And we're on the verge of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of family and the opportunity to gather and enjoy the holiday together with the spirit of Thanksgiving and gratefulness and also enjoy a wonderful turkey dinner. If you like turkey, let's talk turkey. <laughs> I look with anticipation for turkey, gravy, stuffing, mashed potatoes, <laughs> cranberries, and of course, apple pie or pumpkin pie. I also think of football games. Did you see that game last night? Yeah. I guess Utah won, right? <laughs> Beat Oregon. Is that right, Kyle? Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. We got a good friend over there in Salt Lake, and he was rejoicing. He was at the game. But anyway, uh, Thanksgiving is not exactly a religious holiday, but has great ramifications for believers in Christ. At the core of our faith, we should be thankful unto the Lord, showered by our praise unto him for all the good things he has done and he will continue to do. Praise the Lord. Today I want to look at three simple but powerful scriptures in regards to our praise and thanksgiving. Also, the will of God concerning our purpose for living and meaning for living. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.16. You know, when I was in high school, after I got saved on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California at age 14, soon after that, one of the first verses I ever encountered was this one. Uh, actually, it was these three. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, but we're just going to read 16. Yeah. Um, 16. Rejoice always. All right. <laughs> rejoice always. We are admonished to rejoice always. Christians should be the happiest people on the planet. In other words, rejoice over and over again. G.K. <laughs> Chesterton once said, joy is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Joy is the characteristic mark of distinction of the Christian. Joy is the secret power of the believer, which is not dependent upon outward circumstances, but rather an inward fruit or reality of the Holy Spirit. Joy motivates us in our lives and causes us to live an abundant and enthusiastic life. And everybody likes to be around enthusiastic people, right? Uh, who wants to be around a boring person? They say the worst thing a preacher can do is be boring. <laughs> we should be enthusiastic, full of joy. Joy is the main manifestation of spiritual revival in a believer's life. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 16, 27. Okay. 
Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. All right. Strength and gladness are in his place. Wow. Who doesn't want strength and who doesn't want gladness? <laughs> oh, praise God. Be glad. The Lord wants us to have fullness of joy or be full of joy in our lives. John 15, 11. Um, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be re may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So we have the joy of Jesus. Say that. I've got the joy of Jesus. Praise God. In the New Testament, the primary verb, kara, is to be full of cheer, happy, or a state of well-being, and to be glad and joyfully rejoice. Actually, the joy of the Lord, the Bible says in Nehemiah 8.10, is our strength. Hallelujah. Now let's take a look at the garment of praise. What is it? Do you know praise is mentioned over 286 times in the Bible, both New and Old Testament? There are three Hebrew words in the Old Testament that describe praise. The first word is yada. Does everybody say that? Yada. yada. It really speaks to the extending of the hands as we revere and worship the Lord. You know, that's interesting. A lot of people think it's kind of weird to lift up your hands, right? But that is a natural form of praise and worship, right? Extending your hands up to heaven, you know, and uh, worshiping the Lord and praising Him. So praise is lifting up our hands as we are being lifted up into His very presence with gratitude, adoration, and appreciation. Hallelujah. Praise God. The second Hebrew word is halal, which means to celebrate. Everybody say that. Halal. Halal. <laughs> we get the word hallelujah from halal, uh, the, the base word. The church service should be a celebration service, celebrating the Lord Jesus and worshiping him in the beauty of his holiness. The third Hebrew word is zamar. Everybody say zamar. Zamar. Which means to pluck the strings of an instrument and to sing praise in a musical way, which is largely involved with joyful expressions of music and musical instruments. So praise is a celebration of worship under the Lord with musical instruments and singing, and also the lifting up of our hands and the clapping of our hands, right? Mm -hmm. And the jumping of our feet, <laughs> praise God. If it's true praise, it'll be accompanied with the spirit of joy and gladness. Let's look at Isaiah 61, three. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy in the morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The garment of praise for the spirit, spirit of, heaviness. of heaviness. You know, the spirit of heaviness is depression. There are so many people today that suffer from depression, and they're, they're down and discouraged. And uh, Jesus came to release the captives that were full of a depressed state and to bring forth the garment of praise in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that breaks the power of depression over people and sets them free. Praise God. We know gar a garment is something you put on or wear. The phrase garment of praise is a metaphor. How's that? <laughs> For the gladness and thanksgiving God's people feel when they're filled with the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. How then do you put on this garment of praise? Good question, huh? Mm -hmm. The garment of praise must be received from the Lord. It's not something superficial or artificial, but it's true sincere joy that rises up on the inside as believers worship and praise the Lord. So the garment of praise replaces the spirit of heaviness or depression, as I mentioned. Praise God. And the oil of joy. Hallelujah. There are three ways to find purpose and meaning for your life. Do you want purpose and meaning in your life? Hallelujah. I know I do. Through praise and thanksgiving. Number one, Rejoice always. Everybody say that. Rejoice, Rejoice always. always. Let's look at Philippians 4.4. 4. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> Old little song way back. Yeah. Very good. The Lord always tells us to rejoice. To rejoice is actually to be victorious in your life, to be successful in your life. When you rejoice in God and you praise God, it brings the spirit of success and blessing and victory upon you. Hallelujah. Rejoice or rejoy, I'm going to use that. I don't know if that's really a word, but rejoy, which means do it over and over and over again. And don't stop. In order to do that, God must be in the must be the passion in your life. See, if God is a, your, your passion, then you're not going to have much desire to praise him. When God becomes the passion of your life, then you're going to worship him and praise him mm-hmm. all the days of your life. I love the story of David bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the city of Jerusalem for its resting place. And you remember the story, David did it wrong the first time. He put the ark on a new cart and it was driven by two men. Uh, and the uh, Uzzah reached out when the oxen stumbled and grabbed the ark. And that's a no-no. And God struck him dead. David was really upset and uh, he didn't know what to do. And so he decided to put the ark of the covenant in this guy's house. His name was Obed-Edom. And they stuck it over in the corner and maybe put a sheet over it. <laughs> and, and remember the ark was this box, this golden box with two cherubim facing each other. And the mercy seat was right below there. And uh, God dwelled between the two cherubim above the mercy seat. The only place in the earth God dwelled in the Old Testament was right there. The only problem is nobody could go back there behind the inner veil and get into God's presence. And there was a separation that existed. Even today, there's a separation for many people who don't know Christ. And they're separated from God. And uh, they're separated from his presence. But that can change today Mm -hmm. by a simple prayer, amen? Asking Christ to come into your life. So God says he blessed the house of Obed-Edom. For three months, this dude just got totally blessed. I mean, he was getting Teslas and he was getting (laughs) new wardrobes. And I mean, great things were happening. He was healthy, his family was strong. Everybody was getting along and loving each other. And it was, he was just full of blessing upon him just because the ark was sitting in his house. Isn't that amazing? So now to tell you, God wants to bless his people, right? Some people think, you know, become a Christian, God's going to take everything away from me. That's not true. He's going to give you more and more, you know? He's going to give you more endurance, more strength, more blessing, more peace, more love, and more joy. Hallelujah. So let's look at, now David realizes, hey, I got to do it the right way. You know, that's the thing. You got to do it the Bible way, right? If you try to do it some other way, it doesn't work. But if you do it according to the word of God, it will work for you in your life. It'll prosper you in your life. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein night, day, day and night, that thou may observe to do all according to this written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Meditating upon the word of God. And the word of God is not dead, but it's alive. It's living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. Jesus said, the words that I speak in you, they are spirit and they are life-giving. Hallelujah. Praise God. So David goes, no, no, we got to do it right. We got to put it on the shoulders of the priests, the Levites. And the ark had four rings. They ran two poles through the rings. And then they laid the poles on their shoulders of the priests, four of them. And they walked towards Jerusalem, worshiping and praising and singing. And uh, David began to dance before the Lord. Let's read 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 15. 
Now was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all the belongings to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God to the house of Obed-Edom in the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing, bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he had sacrificed oxen and fat sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of trumpet. Well, it was loud, guys, shouting, rejoicing, playing instruments, and uh, worshiping the Lord on the way to the city of Zion. I remember the first time we came into the city of Zion, Jerusalem, and this song came to me, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, why won't you believe in him? And Jerusalem is a beautiful old city uh, surrounded by walls, right? And gates, there are, I believe, eight gates. And one of the gates is shut. What gate is that, Marilyn? East. Eastern gate is Golden shut, gate. and uh, that gate will open when Jesus Christ comes back and returns the second time. It's coming very soon, guys. His feet will come down upon the Mount of Olives, and he'll enter through the eastern gate into the city of God, the city called Zion. Praise God. Well, actually, the way David danced is kind of weird as he was spinning around and around. And um, I've done that under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Supernaturally, God has taken me and spun me around. And in that spinning and dancing before the Lord, the joy of the Lord is released. Mm -hmm. Praise God. And uh, David had a ministry uh, of, of the spirit of, of joy and anointing was upon his ministry. The greatest worship in the Bible is under King David, no doubt in my mind. And um, it was the high praise of God, the high worship of God. Praise God. Well, number two. Next, pray without ceasing. Now, some people think, how do I do that? I mean, I can't be praying all the time. I got to eat. I got to go to work. I got to do things. But it's what it is. It's a continual open line of communication with God. You're always ready to speak to God and to listen to God, right? And you keep that line of communication always open. And so many times we got a decision, right? What do we go? Well, uh, this makes sense to me. So this is what I'm going to do. There's nothing wrong with common sense, but consult the Lord first. He might have a different plan for you. He might have a different route for you to take. And so no matter how small or big the decision is, consult the Lord and ask him to give you wisdom. And God said, he'll give you wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of me and I'll give him. But let him not doubt in his heart. Believe those things which he is asking for, he shall receive. Praise God. And he will be given the spirit of wisdom. Just as we take a breath, we breathe in the Lord Jesus and his nearness to us. Jesus was the great, greatest example of prayer. On many occasions, he rose early before the sun came up and spent time in prayer with his heavenly father. Several times he spent praying all night. Have you ever tried that? I've never done that, but uh, I know some people have. But Jesus, when he called his disciples the first time, he prayed all night, talking to the father and the father talking to him. And number three, give thanks in all circumstances. Let's look at Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for what? Good. If you're a Christian, everything in your life ultimately works together for good. Not everything good that happens in your life, right? We have bad things that happen, you know? Uh, you can't walk through this life without certain uh, difficulties that arise in your life and trials and, and, and you know, bummers. But um, we're to give thanks in the circumstances, right? And sometimes it's hard to do that when things are going bad, and things are going difficult, and things are rough. 
But if we truly believe God is in control, then we can trust our Father, Heavenly Father, no matter what valley or difficulty we face in this life. Amen. Prayer and thanksgiving are closely related. Let's look at Colossians 4.2. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in, thanksgi- in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open a door for us um, for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains. Oh, that I may, oh, I, I went too far. That's okay. <laughs> so Paul was in prison because of his faith and his testimony for Christ. But here he was saying continually through prayer uh, and thanksgiving. Amen. A thankful heart is a grateful heart. Yeah. And uh, God looks for your gratefulness in your life. For every little thing that happens to you, we're to be grateful for it. Amen. Now, give thanks to the Lord no matter what happens, you know. And as we mentioned before, not everything that happens is good, but God will work it together for good in your life. Right. See, because we, we don't know the future. We don't know what's going on out there, but God goes out ahead of us and prepares the way for us and uh, changes circumstances, changes people and uh, determines the course of your life. Amen. And as we walk along this road, this pathway, we give thanks and we give praise and we rejoice always. Right. Hallelujah. You know, grumbling is the language of hell. <laughs> And gratitude is the language of heaven. That's true. Your attitude determines your altitude. How high do you want to go? Well, it has to do with your attitude. Some people just have a darn bad attitude, right? And uh, with a bad attitude, you can't go anywhere in life. You got to let that go and have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? Praise God. As we read in our opening text, we enter the presence of the Lord as we praise and give thanks. Amen? A thankful heart is a grateful heart, which is a recipient heart. That's how you receive from God. And that heart receives the blessings of God. So let's rejoice and pray and give thanks, shall we? Especially coming up on this Thanksgiving holiday and season. May you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Even if you don't celebrate as we do in America, rejoice always. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the power of rejoicing the power of praise, Lord, in our lives. We praise you, Lord, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we give you the glory. Now, Lord, we pray for those that don't know Christ. You're listening to this broadcast, you're watching this broadcast, and the Holy Spirit's talking to you, and he says, you need to come to me, you need to come to Christ. You need to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. If that's you, would you pray this prayer in the quietness of your heart? Ask Christ to come into your life. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I turn away from my sins and I turn to you. I receive you now as my personal Lord and Savior. I'll follow you. I'll worship you. I'll read and study your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being my friend. In your name I pray. And now for you Christians that have slipped away, you're not going to church, you're not reading your Bible, you're not walking with God, you're not even interested in spiritual things anymore. It's time to come back. It's time for the prodigal son or daughter to come home. Pray this prayer if you know the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Lord, I want to come near again. I want to be close to you. I want to walk with you again like I did in times past. Come now close to me, Lord Jesus. As I draw near to you, you promised that you would draw near to me. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah. Let's all rejoice. Hey, if you got nothing to do, you can always give thanks and praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. We bless you in the name of the Lord and pray that he richly pours out his goodness upon you this day. We'll see you this week for my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. 
you can visit us at lnlighthouse.org. And make sure to subscribe to Lightwords so you'll be notified when messages come out. You can also watch us live again every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. LN Lighthouse. Blessings. See you next time.